Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We have a very exciting episode today. We have joining us the co-hosts of the Colored Pages Book Club podcast. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having us. I'm Marcy. And I'm Akko. And I almost just jumped into like our intro, but look at us not being on our show. Our- um, but yes, <laughs> but like Luke mentioned, we are the co-hosts of the Color Pages Book Club, which is a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. That's facts. That's who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, essentially what we do on our show, we just... um. Yeah, just talk about different types of books. And like when we say colorful backgrounds, essentially what we're talking about is just like writers from like diverse and like kind of typically underrepresented voices in literature. Um, and yeah, we just like kind of kiki, talk about books, super casual. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we, I mean, our, our kind of goal is that maybe if you haven't heard of these authors before, or you haven't heard of these types of books before, you can read them. Or if you're like, man, I really identify with such and such and such and such, and I have no idea where to find books like that, you can come listen to our podcast and our hot takes, which are usually right unless they're wrong. So. <laughs> and then they're just wrong. And also, too, right? we, we talk about in detail like ev- the things that happened in the books that we discussed. We so do. even if you haven't read the book, like you can still like follow along, listen. Um, and yeah, we also just want to make literature like just fun and like cute. So yeah, we're just yeah. like, it's uh, just like super. Yeah, it's, it's like cute. You know, girl, like check it out. It, it, it's, it's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're super excited to have them on today, talking about a couple short stories. Uh, before we get into that, I think Akko has has a a, a segment I, for us to start us off. I do. Um, I often on CPBC have a question. <laughs> <laughs> so. You guys can, you know, join in on this little fun segment. But so in the short stories that we read today, there was one that involved a clone, clones, even an academy of clones. So my question to everyone is, if you were a clone, would you want to know? And what would you do if you found out? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Oh my god! So I kind of have up. like a visceral response. I'm not sure if that's how <laughs> I actually feel, but like I'm just—I guess I'll just kind of sure, leave go with for that. It. As far as like what I want to know that I'm a clone, hell no, absolutely <laughs> not. Because I like, could you imagine like literally like you are just living your life like yeah I don't know like eating some ice cream and then you just realize that you're a clone of someone else. It's just like how do you? And I just feel like the, the process of becoming your own individual after that right. would just be so mm-hmm. arduous mm-hmm. that like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to know. Or like maybe if I did find out, like maybe like have it be like at the latter end of my life. Like don't tell me when I'm like 13. Like that's just like that's rude. But maybe like when I'm like 60 and like, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like doing jigsaw puzzles. Like like, it won't be that deep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think I'm there too. I want to if that's the case, I want it to be late. And I really only want to be told if I come out better than my clone. Oh my god! Yes, that very that. <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't want my clone to be way more successful than me. If that's the case, <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> it's like you literally had a second chance based on this person who already existed and looked you, just not, not even as good. Uh, right, but it also mean like if you're like, well, you know, it's just in my nature to have my life end up this way. You're like actually aggressively wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I feel that, Luke. I feel, I, that. I, I feel like I would definitely want to know for, for a very mm. completely different reason. Uh, I always wanted an identical twin when I was growing mm. up because mm. to me, having an identical twin is like having a superpower because <laughs> like you can do so many fun pranks with an identical twin mm. that if oh, you had a clone, true. it's like the, it's like, Almost a level up from an identical twin. <laughs> okay, fair. Interesting. So I just feel like the like prank possibilities with having a clone are too good to pass just up like, for me. Just like, expl- like specifically the pranks <laughs> right, right. and the hijinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, so so you're assuming that you guys work together. Oh, absolutely. Like, yes. For a team. Absolutely. Okay. Like I'm studying for the chemistry final and he's studying for the English final. And then mm. we both just like swap, you know? Mm. So here's the thing. I would want to know I have a clone, but for a very specific reason, what if my clone was evil, right? And everyone's like, oh, Akko, you're committing crimes. Oh, Akko, you robbed this <laughs> bank. Oh, you know, you kidnapped, you know, a world leader. And I'm like, it's not me. It's my clone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to be able to tell, clear my name <laughs> just in oh. case. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Did you was the question? Look at me not even knowing the question. Was the question? It, like, would you want to know that you are the clone or that you have a clone? Well, that's a whole nother question. Like the question is, are you the original or not, or is See, there even original? Okay, because I thought I took the question as me being the clone. So I was like, girl, I don't want to know that I'm a clone. What? Like, that would just be. But like, if it was just me having a clone. I don't think I'd be as pressed. I think it'd be kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Let me let, 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 let me meet this other version of Marcy and you know see what like what, what what's this person doing. Um, Wait, but, so you're if you're the original, you're fine with a clone. You just don't want to be someone else's clone. Basically, which is like I, as ah. I was saying, it, I was like, this is kind of a weird power imbalance there. Like I don't know why I'm so blase <laughs> if I'm the original, but like I'm like, oh, girl, I can't be a copy of some other bitch. Like y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> So clearly, I think it's maybe like, I don't know, like probably an ego thing somewhere. But yeah, I think it's just like the idea of being based off of someone else's existence. It's just like, but then at the same time, I think I'll have the same issue if I was the original. It's like, wait, so there's another person who just was supposed to be me, my ass. Like someone's just like, a cl- like, 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 I feel you could, you right. could also just be your own person too. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like feel bad. I probably like overcompensate. And be like, oh, we should like yeah. eat dinner a lot Hang together, out. and I don't know, like here's like, and like I would like just give them gushers like every time I saw them, and I was like, I don't know, like some shit like that. They're like, I hate gushers. I don't want these. <laughs> it's like fuck. Um, I was just thinking though, um, <laughs> what if like there's like a? I'm just thinking like, why do I have a clone? Like I'm now I'm wondering about like what's this sci-fi evil dysutopia that I live in that I have a clone in the first place? Like why? Where'd you get my yeah. DNA? Oh, that's especially true. if you're the only one with a clone, right? Then you'd be like main character of a story. Oh my god, that's right? true. I do want to be the protagonist. That's true. Yeah, that'd be weird if you were the only one with a clone. It's like they're like they're like no support groups for that. Like you know what I mean? Like how are you supposed <laughs> to like, process that? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, you go to therapy with the clone. Like I'm. Uh, <laughs> like do they cover that like in therapy school? Like who knows? Oh my god. Uh, well. Well, hopefully anyway. that was an answer to your question. <laughs> okay. Speaking of a story about clones, we've got a couple of short stories we're going to talk about today. But first, uh, we'd like to introduce you to the author of these stories. Uh, And Marcy looked up a little bit of information about the author. 
So we're going to be reading two short stories today by an author by the name of J.Y. Yang, who is a queer, non-binary Singaporean author and editor of SF slash F. They're the author of the upcoming Tensorate series of novellas from Tor.com, publishing, and then in parentheses it says, The Red Threads of Fortune and The Black Tides of Heaven. And they have over two dozen works of short fiction published in places such as Uncanny Magazine, Lightspeed, Strange Horizons, and Loggington's. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, Akko. <laughs> Woo, Love indeed. You, so, <laughs> Woo indeed. the first the first story that we've got today uh, was published in Uncanny Magazine. Uh, it's called Auspicium Melioris Avi, mm, and nailed it. so uh, this story is like a I see it as kind of near future uh, cloning story where there is this like academy where clones are trained to be uh like the famous historical figures that they have been cloned from Mm -hmm. Uh, and this story follows the clone of uh, a man named harry lee who was uh prime minister of singapore for i think like 40 years between Mm -hmm. 1960 I guess it was 30 years, 1960 and 1990. Um, mm-hmm. And it's this clone's kind of journey through this like testing facility to make sure that he is up to standards. Uh, and at the end, it seems like he gets out in a cool way. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So that's the summary. So the first kind of like question that I think is important to talk about is just like, why, why are they making all of these clones go through this? Like, what is the reason why they are sending these clones through like basically acting school? Because it sounds like the clones all like know what the outcome is supposed to be. It like... When the clones go into these simulations, they seem to have the knowledge before they go in of like what they're supposed to do in the Mm -hmm. scene. And so it would be one thing if they were trying to like raise up a clone in the same nurture kind of environment as Mm -hmm. the original person. But it doesn't seem like they're even doing that. It seems like they're just trying to get the clone, I guess, to like act like the original person not necessarily to like be the original person Mm. Um, and that it seems really weird to me yeah i um so this might be cheating but on the (laughs) did you spark notes (laughs) no i didn't no i didn't but um okay on jy yang's website um there was a little summary about the story and basically apparently in this academy essentially the idea is that like the the clones that are like essentially like you know copies of these different world leaders like are supposed to serve as like kind of like i i, I guess advice or guidance for like current world leaders so like once right. they leave the academy they go to like you know service council and you know to other groups and just kind of like embody that voice still as far as like why they would kind of go through simulations rather than just kind of having a similar upbringing i think probably honestly is probably to like be more efficient or get rid of like the baggage like if you like if you can Mm. tap into how someone thinks without having to like have it necessarily 
personally resonate with you, but just being able to like emulate it, then like I feel like the performance is almost better without having to be kind of caught in with like sort of the emotional weights that we right. sort of carry throughout our lives, just like, you know, depending on our circumstances. The um, trauma. Yeah, the like trauma, it, exactly, like things like mm, that. Yeah. It seems like this is kind of answered a little bit with the the difference with the our our main character, where they want all of the clones to basically just be like, this is what Harry Lee would have done. Mm-hmm. But then this one clone is like, no, this is what I would do. Mm. Which right. I feel like I feel like Dan is what you're getting at. I also, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I also feel like there was like a underlying capitalism thing and economic cause because yes. there were only three of the Russian clones, and then there were like fifty Harry Lees, and then they were like, <laughs> and they were like, well, that's because no one wants like a a Putin esque leader anymore, so there's a low mm. demand. And so I was like, oh, so this is like the equivalent of someone being like, man, no one is buying Kit Kat bars anymore. Like, <laughs> guys, we shouldn't like... Come on, Kit and Kat I was, bars. <laughs> right. I love Kit Kat bars. But anyway, awesome. but Thank I was kind of like, oh, this is almost like it's like your clone. I mean, of course, I guess if... I, I Yeah, it's just capitalism and clones are the product, which is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... I don't know if you ever guys have read Never Let Me Go, but it's like... um. They're also clones, but they're mm-hmm. being used for like organs. So they're cloning people. Like that one's a longer story because they like clone them from childhood. But then they get older and they like take out. They're like benef- the people, I guess, who ordered them. Like take out their organs to. Extend oh my them. god! I think Wait, there was a die? movie. There was a movie. There about is, this yeah, too. and it's yeah. really good as well. But um, uh, do oh, they die? Yeah. Or do they like regenerate their organs? D- they definitely they don't die. Okay. <laughs> they, they definitely die. die. I was like, is there a yeah. happy ending? There's not a happy ending. No, no. Um, <laughs> they're like they're like organ farms for rich people. Is the, yeah. the premise right. of that story? It's terrible, but yeah. uh, Aka, that actually that actually leads me to another question about this like cloning facility. Obviously, the clones think that they're being bought by like world leaders and big, like important figures, but like nowhere in the story do we see where one of these clones go. Mm. That's true. So like the whole, like the, the second time that I read through this story, I was kind of imagining like there've got to be some billion dollar tech companies out there that are getting like, a Steve Jobs clone to just speak at their company mm-hmm. retreat and then are like, okay, thanks. We appreciate your your keynote at our thing. Like, bye. Mm. Meanwhile, he's like trained in this facility for like years to be this like right. creative innovator and been told he's going to like shape the world's technology and he just gets out and he's like, maybe he's like, they got a discount on him because he was at the lower end of the graduating class. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but just That's like... A- Oh boy, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. But I'd imagine you couldn't like especially if they look and sound just like various world leaders. Like you couldn't just like haphazardly like just get rid of them. Like I don't know, like it probably have to right. be like some behind closed doors type of shit, which doesn't make it better. But I'm, oh god. But then I and like at this also, Oh sorry. Sorry. Keep going, Akko. Well, I was just going to say, at this point, doesn't everyone... Like, Harry Lee's been around for 200 years at this point. He has to be a clone. Like, you know, he has to be a clone. <laughs> like, no one thinks it's the real, like, the Harry original Lee. Harry Lee. Right. So then maybe everyone's like, oh, you know, so then you're just, like, walking through town and like, oh, it's a Steve Jobs clone. You're like, I don't know if I, if I like oh, that people. You know, you're you're at, a, like, a, a bar mingling, and then, so, you know, you ask someone out, and they're like... <laughs> 
you're a Steve Jobs clone. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> you're like going to the vending machine buying Cheetos and it's like, again, Steve Jobs is clone. And you're like, girl, what the fuck? Um, that's so interesting. And it's also funny because like as far as like the the amount of clones, right? Because like wasn't right. that like at the end of the story, like they could only take like like 12 of them had to get like chopped mm-hmm. or something like that. And I was like, mm. why not just make 12 less clones? Like, I, like, I, like, I don't see the need for the excess. It's like, huh? And also it's like, yeah. wait, why is it that y'all are getting cloned, but like, you know, regular people are just kind of not getting, cloned. Not? that's true. Oh God. Maybe. Yeah. They gotta be, gotta be keeping the numbers down. Cause if there's just like thousands of clones walking around, that's tough. That's tough right. to deal with. Right. I, I wonder about the, the, to your point about like Vladimir Putin having less, you got to wonder about who's buying or ordering a Putin clone. Cause I would be so terrified if I'm like a leader. Cause this guy's going to poison me for sure on like day two. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and a just good take point. my spot. That's a good point. Maybe that's why they don't so, order as many. Cause <laughs> they yeah. all just die. Oh God. <laughs> Ends up as a coup every time. <laughs> oh shit. Every time. Maybe they're trying to beat the odds, but maybe every time, yeah. Maybe it's someone else that orders it as like a gift to a world leader that doesn't really know their history, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, oh, a gift from the Russian delegation is this cool Vladimir Putin clone that's going to help us with our espionage. Thank you, Russia, for this kind gesture right. of friendship. Mm-hmm. And then cut to two years later, and Vladimir Putin is the president of the United States. Right. That's a good point, like a Trojan horse situation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. The oh, only the God. only tricky part is you have to find a world leader that doesn't really know their history very well. But right. I feel mm-hmm. like there's there's plenty of of those out there nowadays. So <laughs> we're we're, right. we're living it. So and <laughs> right. like I mean, so. if this is like in the future, like the year three thousand, you could probably forget. You know. Right. I don't know all the the evil leaders from like the Roman Empire. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wondering about the, like, if I'm one of these clones and I'm in this, like, facility for, I don't know, I don't know how long they're in there, several years, let's say. I, I'm trying to think what do you guys think would be the weirdest thing about being in this, like, cohort of your clones. Like, you're one of 16 of yourself. Mm. I'm trying to think mm. what would be the, the weirdest thing about that. I. I, I imagine the first thing that, that hits me is like being self-conscious that all of them know what I'm thinking. Because like mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school, one of my biggest fears was that like I was, this might be weird. Maybe I was a weird kid. Oh my God, say it. One of my biggest fears was that like my classmates knew what I was thinking, but were just keeping quiet about it because they'd been told to by their parents and like they could read my mind and I didn't know it. Uh and I imagine if you were surrounded by like 16 clones of yourself, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same situation, but you would have the thought like, how many other clones are thinking the exact same thing as I am? Right. You know? mm. And that would, ah, I wouldn't want that. I would not want that. Uh. Mm. Now, quick follow up on your um, kindergarten thoughts. Like, was it, was the idea that like, you were like talking shit about your classmates like in your head you didn't want them to know (laughs) yeah yeah kind of and (laughs) that was part of it i was also like very competitive as a child and so i Mm -hmm. would like even while i was like doing a little kindergarten test like two plus two is four i'd be like "Mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna think that it's five real quick so anybody that's listening in is gonna get it wrong (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I like love that level of petty. Like I just, oh god. <laughs> um, but yes, Akko, you can you you can go. <laughs> I'm dead. I I have everyone because you know you watch like um what's it called True Blood or something. Sometimes like like what if one person creeped by my mind? Like what if just like I'm sitting in a room, one person's like really like that really? And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> don't judge me. I really like Sour Patch Kids. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I I what I would be like the most maybe annoyed by is like if someone did something stupid or like ridiculous or just awful i'd be like oh, i'd never do that and you're like mm. no you you would though because you're clones and you're like yeah you're mm. right. damn okay <laughs> fair right like that excuse feel- that we all have when somebody does something dumb of like oh i'm way better than that like i'd never i'd never right. forget right. to signal when i was turning uh if it's a clone that does it it's like no you did that like right you, right you did do that <laughs> so. so yeah it's just can- like being linked to all these other people i th- I think yeah. probably for me probably what would be most weird would be like i mean if you're like among 50 harry lees like you gotta get some of them mixed up oh, which like, would be so, like it's like i feel like that would really mess me up i'd be like how am i forgetting different versions of myself like or just like if there were just too many i'd be like why are there so many of me like this is like like i feel immediately accountable for like all your shenanigans like right. yeah yeah, that piece, I was just, yeah, just the anonymity, but also just feeling like, why are we all linked like this? Like, this is annoying. Um, yeah. But then maybe not, because I feel like maybe at that point you you actually just, like, find differ- differentiating factors about yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, aliens mm. look at humans and they're like, oh, they're all the same. Like, they all have, like, two limbs two arms to like well that's mm. not true but you know what i mean like they're like right they're pretty much the same how can they tell each other apart right so maybe if you were a clone you'd be like uh that's like you know harry who's like i don't know walk he parts his hair to the right i don't know <laughs> he, he wears he wears corduroys yeah. right <laughs> right like that i wonder do you think that like clicks would form Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because, I mean, even in, in the story, what was it? Harry, like, 56, like, was always, like, super smug and, like, too cool for school. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, he definitely has to be part of the popular clique. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like he definitely That's has true. to. That's true. Right. Him and 56, you know, they hate each other, but actually they're both, you know, running the, cl- the clique. Being exactly. Cool. It's right. true. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So... Something that's not really talked about in the story, but I'm very curious about, is what happens to the clones that don't graduate? Because at no point... So the first time I read this, I was like, maybe they just kind of, like, get rid of them? hmm But, like, maybe they could hold them back a year, right? Maybe there's, like, a remedial program or something. Because mm. it seems like a lot of work to clone somebody and then try and train them to go out and be a world leader to just like i don't know like grind them up into food for the other clones in the facility like that <laughs> oh, seems God. like a lot of work <laughs> jesus cool. christ and green um <laughs> but then I mean, at the same time they don't seem to care that much when one of the putins kills the other yeah. Putin. i was just about to say that mm-hmm. like so, that was like, so unceremonious yeah they just kind of carted him away uh so i go ahead i'm just i'm just trying how much does it cost to clone so you know what i mean like (laughs) is it 
And are, are there like years? Like, is there like a are these like the senior year clones? Is there a junior year clone <laughs> or like oh, the next year? <laughs> well, because they made it seem so like um I don't know academic. Like the academic system doesn't like necessarily work with cl- just kind of like when you're like Hogwarts is like this doesn't like necessarily work with wizarding, but like whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. I don't know if clones like entirely work <laughs> with a school system. <laughs> Yeah, but, but also I, it's like, how many do you even need in the real world, though? Like, you can't have, exactly. like, three different clones of the same person running around. That's, I, I mean, also, I mean, at this point in, in, in time, I'm not sure if that would be weird, but I feel like that would be kind of, like, yeah. wouldn't you want to keep them in one place at a time? Like, Right. Especially if you're, if they're going to, like, different world leaders that are, right. like, opposing in some way. It's like, no, this Henry Lee says we should do this. Right. Mm. Maybe every... I, Maybe like every company and startup gets like a clone on their board, you know. So you need a lot because there's like lots of companies, <laughs> you know. On like, board. <laughs> you know, like a, oh, we got we got a, a, a you know I got an Obama, I got myself like you know you like you could get yourself a bunch of different clones on your board, and then like you're a startup and you're like oh we have to get you know like <laughs> I don't know Prince on our board, I don't know. Oh, girl, sign me up for that board. Yes, right. Oh, absolutely. Can you yes. But it's uh, interesting because. Even thinking about that, like, I feel like that would, like, even just imagining sort of like, you know, the, I guess the the current day, like, politicians and people who are trying to be world leaders, like, in that era, like, mm. like how frustrating that would be to be like, oh, my God, girl, another Putin clone. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, right, everyone, right. all these people are coming back from the past. And I feel like it would... I don't know, kind of stall social progression in, in a way ah. where it's like it's like we're just like hearkening back to this era and just trying to immortalize it rather than like letting Move things on. evolve as they should. Um, like, do the clones yeah. like get like a rundown of like how current events work and like what's actually happening in a contemporary sense, or is it just like, mm. oh yeah, this was happening back in you know I don't know like the 21st century? Like, just go along with that. <laughs> it's like, um, so I feel like that's like a super important part of this story was like Mm -hmm. making sure that the clones reacted exactly how the original did because the people who are buying them want that like brand like they want that person who did that great thing back then and they want them Mm -hmm. like they were back then and so when when you get the new clone who's like changing things up in his simulation he's no longer valuable to people outside to buy him anymore because he's mm-hmm. not he's not that like old kind of golden age nostalgia that everybody wants in mm. their like in right. their clone, right? And like there's like a lot of that Loki in the world right now of like hearkening back to a golden age and wanting like yeah. a golden age to return. And it's always different. Like for everybody the golden age is different for what they like think of when they're right. like I want to return to this time. Um, and so, yeah, it feels very much like what somebody would want to buy, like what a politician is trying to buy and what a lot of politicians are trying to sell to a constituency. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely not great for social progress. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And it's not even just to say that, like, you know, assuming that a linear timeline means like, oh, just because time moved forward, like we're moving, I guess, quote, forward as far as like social issues are concerned. But just at the very least, like having politicians that like, yeah, just have a more contemporary understanding of what's going on um, and like sort of have a, having like social analyses that like correspond with that or that like are at least responsive to it um, and not always being so um, reflective of the past. Yeah. Yeah. 
but also like who said i mean first of all you guys chose some the clone the the, clo- the people they chose to clone are some pretty like lackluster yeah cl- like who was to say these people were great in the time that they i'm oh, sorry i don't mean to say i don't know if maybe <laughs> Harry was, was great but like mm-hmm. I, I simply mean like who was to say these people were even great <laughs> then so that you've brought them exactly. here like you've you've kind of assumed um that in of itself and so you're it's impossible for you to to make a new you know like a new era because you're so focused on this past era that arguably wasn't even these leaders weren't even that like capable at the time right so yeah Yeah. it's just interesting who they would choose to clone and why yeah yeah even that second trial was like you know when what was it harry lee was like at that like committee where basically the, these migrant workers had like protested and right. they're like oh the solution is don't actually listen to the like conditions right. under which they're living or like their day-to-day yeah. lived experiences or like try to like create equity let's just ban alcohol from right. public and i'm like i feel like that's not and they're like well well girl that was the answer and you didn't pick it so you know, like, i was just like wait what like, i feel like we could have had a more nuanced perspective here but okay girl like that's fine i guess um yeah yeah like, I, I feel like in the future for each of these world leaders, there's going to be some like really good, really good, well-researched book. that's like, oh, actually, this person really sucked. Whereas like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyone that's celebrated today, there's going to be like 100 years from now, it's going to be like, oh, that person for this reason was actually like pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like a, an asterisk at the bottom of the page. Yeah, right. they're in yeah. charge, but like, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how like you know America's Next Top Model is having this whole like takedown. Are y'all like following that? No. Okay, that might just be me. No. Okay, so like, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Okay, so America's Next Top Model was this like reality TV show in like the early two thousands. Um, that was like super popular and all of that. And basically, right now, there's this whole movement where people are like, this show was actually horrendous like people were looking back at like the challenges like the models went through and just kind of like things that Tyra Banks said and like other people and they were like the show was like kind of a mess um but it's funny because like America's Next Time Model has been off the air for like years so anyway me explaining all that just kind of like moved away from the whatever no but you're right in in retrospect (laughs) right like things we thought were fine are gonna in the future people are gonna be like um it's like when, like in the like when the bubonic plague was happening, and everyone's like, "Don't shower. That's the worst." But don't sh- everyone <laughs> don't shower. Do and now we're all like, "That was the plan. You, you got that was okay. Well, that's well okay." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, going back to kind of like the metrics that we're choosing these world leaders by, like we're not choosing so far. The world leaders that we've seen have not been like the most kind world leader or the most like Mm. world leader that's concerned with the most human rights. It's been like Mm. the world leader who's the most like quote unquote successful. Right. So like Henry Lee is seen as being, or Harry Lee is seen as being very successful in bringing Singapore and their economic status, like Mm -hmm. with like great economics. Um, And Putin is seen as successful in terms of like being a leader for a long time. Like, they're successful in like being a leader and like being the face for a long time but not necessarily like successful in things that you would necessarily want like they were just successful in that they were the leader for a long time and Mm. so by that metric like you could imagine maybe a part of the cloning facility we don't see there's like 
Hitler's being cloned everywhere because mm, like they oof. were incredibly successful. Uh, sure, they weren't doing great like social stuff, but like they were quote unquote successful at being a leader. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like they care much about like community or the health of people or the morality mm. of the human race, right? Like they yeah they want leaders that are terrible and that makes you question like why uh, why as humans do we see power and murder and genocide and why do we think that's successful like what why do we think those things are markers of success or even economics as a marker of success when we could see things like hey everyone in this community like you know why don't you get a leader who was like you know what in my community everybody ate today it was great. Come on. <laughs> Everyone had a sandwich. There was healthcare. You know, right. all of our like racial and religious differences were like worked out and we all just like lived together in harmony. Mm. They didn't, I don't, they're not cloning those people. Maybe they are cloning those people, but like, I don't know who's buying them. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point though. And it gets back to the point you made earlier, Akko, about the like capitalist drive of it, right? Like who's right. buying that leader? Mm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Ugh, maybe we shouldn't even call them leaders. Like Hitler's not a leader. He's just a, a terrible person. Like Yeah, like honestly. It's <laughs> trash. Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. I don't know what we should call him. But I you're right. I think leader might not necessarily be or maybe at least the connotation of leader should be changed a little bit into not right. always be a positive thing. Um Oh, interesting. Like a cult. Like no one's like a cult leader. Well, are there good cults? I don't know. Marcy, are there good cults? There's there's not, right? That's why we call them cults. Oh I'm just trying to I'm not I'm just trying to make sure like I'm not coming for anyone's like, you know, like actual life. But no. Generally right? the idea is no. Um okay. <laughs> right. so, no. so like a cult leader isn't a good leader, although we call them a leader. So maybe that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so interesting. But I I, I think Akko though to, to respond to what you just said, like that is so interesting how like yeah, like I don't know, that idea of just having like power concentrated in such large quantities and among such a small group of people yeah is somehow lauded as like a thing that's like remarkable or like should Mm -hmm. be or even necessary as a part of like just sort of moving through society um kind of in the same way that i guess like i mean i guess if we're going back to the economic argument like you know a lot of capitalism and neoliberalism like kind of relies on like you know just having a lot of concentrated you know like power or in this case wealth like in like certain spaces but not necessarily ubiquitous because then at that point it just becomes something different so like do economics like change how we see like people and like power dynamics and like what's they do and what's possible i think yes (laughs) so yeah yeah Yeah, i I think the story would definitely agree with you too based on like at least our understanding of it so far. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How do you guys feel about the ending when he had, you know, when Harry Lee number 50 had a choice to make his own choices? That part hit me. I was like, oh, it feels like me at the end of college. They're like, Ooh, do whatever you that. want. And say I was that. like, anything? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, right. I, I wonder if like just staying and hanging out at this like really nice facility is an option. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, either is. like you can stay here and like, you know, play basketball and eat good food, or you can like just like walk over, start walking, yeah. and figure out what what to do. Because like, I might choose stay. I because what else do they know? You know what I mean? Like they don't really say what happens when they leave. Right, right, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and it it kind of feels like 
you know, that Harry Lee is being prepared to leave because he's like making different decisions and stuff. But mm-hmm. even then, like when he's presented with like, you can go out and do anything from mm-hmm. here on, he still doesn't know what to do because he's still yeah. been kind of like in this world where his choices are pretty clear. Like he's only got a few choices to make. Um, mm-hmm. right. And now, and well, now he's essentially being given like the world to choose. Yeah. And, and we also kind of like, I feel like we more and more continue to see that the main thing that matters is like your circumstances, mm-hmm. like your, your opportunities. So like, is he just going out with, with no real opportunities? Cause he's just going to probably end up like a normal person. Right. Right. Unless yeah. he goes out with like a letter of recommendation from this guy or something. <laughs> right, like right. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a world leader unless he like starts super high up. Mm. Otherwise, he's just going to be yeah. like a pretty smart dude, I guess. Well, I mean, he could probably have a gig as a Harry Lee impersonator. That might be a good stepping <laughs> like, starting point. Facts. You could build up from there. He's True. in New York. He's in Times Square. You know. Yeah. The Spider Man master. I'm sure there's like a market that's like you know looking for that. Who would live for that? <laughs> Is there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe he, like tells jokes. Um, just, right. Like, right. Just like like some kind of spin to it that makes it like you know fun and quirky um yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've we've had a lot of like serious discussion so far i'd love to get your guys's opinion on a question that might not be as serious um Mm -hmm. so if if you all were in this cloning facility and there were a bunch of clones of you and you were like one spot away from graduating like you were just below the line are you mm. asking your good friend Vladimir Putin to take out one of the clones that's ahead of you? That's hard to Okay, so so am I in this facility as just myself like with my current moral yeah. compass and all of that? Yeah, 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 you're just you. Oh, okay. I'm trying to like imagine myself in this situation. I don't want to just like answer right. off top. Yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. For sure, take the time. You have to think like you have to like really ask yourself like if i was someone else would i do it to me <laughs> like you're like right. how much how moral do i think i am if i'm not me and i'm like uh, i think i would like i honestly think me and my clones we'd be like so do you guys want to band together and like get out of here i actually think they'd be like i'm, I'm, I'm down i'm down too like i feel like i could i kind of like he got number 56 to come with mm-hmm. him i think i could be like look, I know you, and I know that, like, genuinely, you don't want to do this. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> like, you'd probably, like, get out, grab our Kit Kat bars, Sour Patch Kids. Right. I mean, I don't, we wouldn't be yeah. successful. Like, I don't know if we'd really get out, Like, but we'd try. Akka would you start yeah, the revolution, revolution, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the dream. Break out and be, like, a roving band of Akkos. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have jackets, so... <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think so, too. I mean, because, yeah, if the if the option is kill off somebody and like get my ass on the list or also i'm sorry can i cuss i've been cursing this whole time oh yeah dude uh, you're fine yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i was like i don't know if this is like i don't know like, <laughs> no, like for good. children or something but nah. um, yeah so basically yeah like i i feel like yeah those are my options like kill off somebody or just dip but like i would assume okay if it was like there was 12 people in front of me and I was the 13th and there was no one behind me, like I was literally just the worst and like the, I was the <laughs> only one not graduating, honestly, 
I think I would try to like maybe talk to people and be like, girl, you really don't want to graduate. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't want to graduate. Like, you know, you just want to do a quick switcheroo. Like, I feel like I would try to like maybe like manipulate my way to the top. <laughs> but, um, if that were not to work, honestly, oh God. Because it's like, if that's the all I know, and then it's like, you know, or like, you know, just I'm just set free with like no. But murder's so aggressive. I think I would, I, yeah, I think I would try to just like manipulate my way to the top. And if that failed, yeah. Like, if there are people behind me, we'd, like, band together. If not, I would just be like, okay, well, look, let me just, I guess, try to find me a job and, I don't know, <laughs> try to make it work. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, ask for, like, I don't know, like, an exit interview with, like, I'm like, right. I'm like do I have, like, resources? Right. Like, do I have, like, any, like, first steps? Like, I, like, I really don't know how to go about this. Yeah. Um, I'll run the simulations. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right, or, like, give me a job at the school. Like, like something. Right. Like, but come on, y'all. Work with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel that i feel like murder is definitely a little extreme and if i am being honest i i for sure wouldn't do that but i don't mm-hmm. think i would be above like maybe give him a little stomach flu before the big final exam <laughs> or something right like like i'm not gonna kill anybody but right. i also don't want to be stuck here any mm. longer I, I yeah i do like the option of like finding the one of me that's really gullible being mm. like I think they give number 13, like, free Honey Nut Cheerios for life. So we could just... <laughs> We're all clearly very hungry because we keep, like, talking about, like, candy. Right. <laughs> like, food. Oh, my God. But then, like, so the one thing you have to worry about is everyone kind of thinks like you. So, like, if you... So, for instance, like, if you give someone a stomach flu, right, like... Then you go in and everyone, you're taking the test and you're like, everyone's got the stomach flu. You're like, ah, damn it. Like, we all poisoned each other's meals. Like. <laughs> yeah, this is a great point. This is a great point. Oh my it, gosh. It kind of goes to show that, like, the Vladimir Putin in this story was kind of asking for it, right? Like, if you drink the tea around the other Vladimir Putins, you know what's going to happen. So, like, maybe, maybe he deserved what was coming to him. I mean, then, <laughs> he definitely got murdered. But I, I think it's more like um, the co- the conflict between the individual and the and the collective, right? Like yeah. you still individually as a clone think you are an individual. Like even as a clone, you think you're an individual, and you're like, I thought of this, but no one else could possibly think of that. But obviously, right. they did. Cause they, you know, um, right? Well, but even it's like even more nuanced than that too, because there are differences. Among right, the right, clones. right. Like the Harry Lee clones have these these differences, which does cause them to. I mean, they're ranked by the like powers mm. that are kind of ranking them. Like the society that is enforcing what they're supposed to be is ranking them. But then also, like among them, they have different personalities that they can kind of right. identify. So there is also even yeah. like among them a little bit of like difference. Difference. Um, so then, mm. who is to say? It, there's kind of a tragedy in raising these individuals who technically could be anything to be Harry Lee mm. and and Vladimir Putin, right? Like, because that's what you're doing. Because at this point, when they're born or cloned, I guess they're not actually Harry Lee. So you're just taking mm-hmm. individuals and making them. Ew, that's oh awful. God. Oh yeah. yeah, we're definitely yep. burning this place down. Everybody oh yeah, burn this to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. We're not doing it. Oh my gosh! Wow. That's a really maybe, interesting point. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what the Harry Lee who gets to do anything does, right? Because Ooh. thinking about like the decisions that he makes in those simulations, like the first decision he makes is not to run away. It's to like mm. free, it's to try and help free the other 
mm. men right. that are being taken right. away. And like the second decision that he makes is like, rather than to take the easy way out and just go with what the simulation does, he's like, no, we need to like look more into this and figure out the real mm. reason why there was like this looting happening. So maybe this is the like decision, you know, the the postscript of the story that we didn't get is this Harry Lee being like, I think we need to shut this place down. Mm. Mm. I like that ending. He's yeah. the last avatar. Look at that. Look, uh, Wow. <laughs> so we were just reading the avatar the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about the one we read about the patterns of murmurations? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we should definitely do that. Yeah. Yes. Only if you guys want to. We could talk about clones all day. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's talk about patterns of murmurations for sure. Yeah. yeah. But. Okay. Akko, do you want to do the summary? You want me to do the summary? How do you feel? Um, I can do a quick summary. It'll be like okay. three seconds. So Perfect. the other book by J.Y. Yang is Patterns of a Murmuration in a Billions of Data Points. And I have to admit that I chose this one with Marcy because I really like the title. I'm not sure I love the story. But anyway, so... <laughs> Um, so the, the, the short story starts with Starling, who's an AI and the backdrop to this, this short story is that these two sides, political sides, um, aptly named the left and the right, but not very descriptively named, um, are fighting (laughs) over something and they're using big data to do it. And they're using AI to do it in surveillance. And the left has Starling. Starling is their, their AI big data collector and it's like pretty clear that they're better at the the data collecting part but the right like blew up a stadium full of left supporters and candidates and end up ended up killing um avalanche who is starling's mother now starling is an ai so i guess mother is more like creator but also the one who taught them intelligence um yeah Mm -hmm. so they think that Avalanche is their mother and they have another mother, Tempo, and they're lovers, Avalanche and Tempo. So Avalanche, I thought I thought Avalanche was an AI at the beginning and I was getting very confused, but Avalanche is a person. <laughs> um, and so Starling is now seeking revenge and she wants to, uh, they want to kill like anyone who, I guess, yeah, it, who, what, the right, basically, that was responsible for their mother's death. So they meet this man named Wayne Ree, who I also thought was an AI, but he's a person. So yep. <laughs> Starlene um, is like, I'm going to kill you because you orchestrated the death of my mother Avalanche. And now my mother Tempo is super upset and sad. So you got to die. But then Tempo shows up and is like, hey, no, um, they're going to know it's <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's her basic point is like, they're going to think it's you and then you're going to be the target and they're going to the people the right and the left are going to band together and you're going to you're going to be their scapegoat and I can't take that. And so Starling's like, well, you know, we do love tempo and fine for now. But remember <laughs> that we could. And they're like the background, right? They're talking about like how simple and easy it would be for AI with all this information about people who've run simulations on people a thousand million times to cause a catastrophe that would look almost seamlessly like an accident so mm. but tempo's like now let's go home so they go home instead and uh that's what happens <laughs> yeah that's pretty much the story <laughs> yeah uh, what do y'all i guess my first question is the yeah so the story didn't necessarily go into detail about like what the left and the right were fighting about 
Mm. Do y'all have maybe any like predictions or guesses of like, because like we know that they were fighting over issues of, yeah, like data surveillance and like privacy and stuff. But like, I don't know, like, do y'all have any like, I don't know, ideas like I, what are some potential things they were fighting? About? I got the sense that this is kind of boring, but I got the sense that it was just like straight up power that they were fighting over mm. like which one was basically in charge because like the right i think is in charge right now mm-hmm. and uh. it seemed like the left wanted to be in charge i don't i didn't get like a specific like re- like i didn't i didn't read a political platform that the left had i just feel like that they right. just want to be in charge right right mm. yeah i i agree with luke and at a certain point in the story starling is talking about how like at the end of the day right and left are not different I don't think that the author was necessarily making a point about like right and left in terms of like U.S. politics or any other like particular politics. I think Mm -hmm. it was more of the point that like, well, maybe they were making a point about right and left in like traditional politics. But throughout the story, like there was no platform anywhere. Like Mm. there was nothing like we're trying to get healthcare for everyone or anything like that. It was literally just the right is trying to win. And the left is trying to win. Um, mm. And I think mm-hmm. even like with the data and surveillance thing, at one point, Starling mentioned that the left was just a little bit ahead of the right in terms of data and surveillance. Um, mm-hmm. Not even necessarily like the right wasn't trying to do to do the, right, exact the same, same thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it felt very much like there isn't really a significant difference between this right and left party that are vying for control. Uh yeah, they're they're essentially the same. At least through like Starling's perspective, these two sides are right. the same. Yeah. Mm, I, I think because like what I found interesting about the the story was just the concept of sentience outside of humans, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, to to a to an an android or AI, like the politics of humans who live, you know, eighty years when I at this point would live forever is like <laughs> insignificant insignificant to me and i'm like i don't care about what you're you know because you're like okay you could die i'll just like tr- transfer myself into another like usb and like right. i don't know but i that that's what what caught me was i was like okay that makes sense and i was like so why does this person feel so much for avalanche and tempo i couldn't strangely i was like I don't think an AI would love either. I don't think they would rot revenge. I think they would just mm-hmm. not. And you, well, you're, people are like, well, maybe, you know, Avalanche taught them love. And that's the case. And I'm like, sure. But uh, if someone tried to teach a human to see in the fourth dimension, it doesn't mean we can. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I may want to. It's just not an option. <laughs> right. I, it's interesting that we like anthropomorphize that into 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 ai that they will one day reach a level of sentience that is emotional but is that true and if they don't would that make them any less valuable Mm. that's interesting because i feel like it's almost like a show of arrogance right like it's like Mm. an ai is ostensibly something that we created it's like oh like of course the most optimum type of ai would be just like us or it could just not it could just be something else entirely different and even if y'all might have been the ones who made this like it can also just exist on a different plane and that's also fine. Cause yeah, I also was kind of like trying to piece that together. I was like, so the, like as a person, I understand being like, Oh yes, right. like, these are these caretakers. Like, you know, I obviously have feelings of affection for them and all of that, mm-hmm. but you know, 
Yeah, otherwise, it was kind of just like, like, I mean, Starlin was like wilding at the end, like literally was like ready to cat people. And I was like, right. this is like very extreme for like an outcome that like, 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 like what is the justifiable outcome here? Aside from like an emotional one that you would also like, what, like, is that gratifying? And then, yeah, it, it just felt very kind of like, this is interesting. I mean, maybe the AI is emotional, but yeah, it just seemed a little kind of in contrast with everything else. Yeah, this this might get a little bit too technical. Uh, I so I have a degree in computer science, and oh, so this is helpful. Yeah, so I have a degree in computer science, and this like understanding of artificial intelligence is, I thought actually pretty good and pretty interesting because mm. so there is like a a part of artificial intelligence that rather than um, coming up with like a task to give your computer to do like uh go win the next election there is this idea that you can train your artificial intelligence to just like be smart to be like generally intelligent and Mm -hmm. so that to me felt like the kind of ai that they were building here was they were kind of like and the reason why this ai was referring to tempo and avalanche as their mother was like these two people had done this like training work where they had shown mm. this AI mm. like kind of examples of human behavior um, and the AI had like learned from those examples and started to develop like essentially like a model for how people mm-hmm. behave. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about like high level AI, which is called like general artificial intelligence, which is kind of the thing that they're talking about and that JY Yang is talking about in this story is that we, if we do create something that is like smarter than us, we don't really have a great understanding of what that will look like. And the common analogy mm-hmm. is like the future artificial intelligence, us like looking at it will be like a chimpanzee looking at a skyscraper. Like we won't really be able to understand how it works or what it is. Like we can see that it's there, but it's just like so different from us that we won't be able to really understand its motives um so i guess that kind of both Mm. contradicts and like supports the idea that this ai could love um because on the one hand like it might have just learned love through its like training processes and that might just Mm. be something that is like kind of foundational to a human experience well obviously it's foundational to human experience but maybe that is something Mm. that the ai kind of like keyed in on or Mm -hmm. you know Maybe the AI doesn't like love anything and it has like a higher purpose for doing all of this stuff that we just like can't understand. Um, so, so that's been the, the technical uh, AI discussion <laughs> from Dan. No, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause yeah, maybe it was like, you know, Starling knew that by like doing this kind of like dramatic gesture that might've like, you know, for a future action, like, I don't know, that interaction with tempo could like lead to a different outcome than, Mm. if they hadn't done that that's so interesting is there like a like a like are there conversations on like i guess ai ethics and like the idea of like creating ai that like 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 yeah like can feel emotions and feel love and like you know is that ethical and like is that like like how that like how does that work and stuff i'm I'm curious what people say about that yeah this is like a huge uh area in the ai field is like Mm -hmm. ethical ai um, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of organizations like 
researching this because, you know, one of the biggest problems is if we do create one of these AIs that is just like way smarter than we are and we don't give it a very clear goal, like if its goal doesn't align with what our goals are, then it could Mm -hmm. just like kill everyone, right? So for example, if we we give it the goal like make everyone happy, right? Uh, Well, perhaps in its calculations, if everyone dies, nobody is around to be happy or sad, and that's the easiest and best way to make everyone happy. Oh Um, my God. And so it's, it's this idea that before... There's a lot of people advocating right now for like before we create this general artificial intelligence, we need to be very careful in like what we're making. Like we need to be very careful with with this thing because it has the potential to have like terrible consequences for all of us. Right. Um, but then also like I have two thoughts. The f- The first one is at what point like is it no longer our choice like what the sentient being is allowed like obviously we're humans we want to live uh please don't kill us but (laughs) at what point is it like you know is it we are just the oppressors if we're like well you can't be your full self because it intimidates us (laughs) um so So that's interesting and then we're like okay you have to be goal oriented around what we want Uh, that's terrifying I forgot my second question, but I think the first one's probably serious enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like the story kind of addresses that point a little bit in that like Starling is so powerful that even when I don't remember, I think Skull is his name or Scone is his name, but the director of the studio is like, Mm -hmm. we got to shut everything down. Like Mm. this isn't working. And Starling's like, you can't stop me. Like (laughs) you can try, (laughs) but like, you're not going to stop me. Um, Mm. and so, yeah, if we do get to the point of making an AI that's like Starling, we probably won't be able to stop it at that point. Like it will probably be too late. Um, right. Once we've, have you guys, have you guys ever seen the animatrix? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like a spinoff of the matrix and it was made in Japan. Like, I think I want to say like a year or two after the original matrix was made, but I think you should watch the Renaissance part one and part two, first of all, because it's beautifully animated. And second of all, because it like kind of deals with this question. And there's one line that like the Android AI robot that's telling you the story says it's like really heartbreaking because it goes. And so humans became the architects of their own demise. And you're like, Mm. oh, I was also 10 when I watched this, which again, (laughs) poor plan. Wow, that's... (laughs) Truly, but it's a great. It's like I don't know about the rest of the Animatrix. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But the first two parts are pretty. I think they've been spoofed a couple of times too. They're pretty good. Yeah, interesting, um, interesting. This story also reminded me of uh, Ghost in the Shell. I don't know if you guys have, yeah. have watched that anime. I was getting a lot I've of, of. I've never seen it. Yeah, I was getting a lot of Ghost in the Shell vibes. Which, like, the gist is there's this AI that you can't really tell the border between AI and human. Um, Mm -hmm. And the whole like movie is like this back and forth between like human and AI and like what is human and what is AI. Um, Right. And so Mm. I was getting a lot of like ghost in the shell vibes here with this with this story for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess if we're doing recommendations, um, y'all should (laughs) y'all should play this game called the Red Strings Club. Um, It's maybe like a four hour kind of more like visual novel type of game. Um, I played it on Steam recently and like. Yeah, it kind of explores like a similar sort of landscape. But um, basically the idea is that like there's essentially this technology that can kind of like 
dull the quote extreme ends of human emotion like let you feel sorrow but not so much so that you know it leads to like you know depression and things like that and like kind of like an on every end of the emotional spectrum mm. and all of that is overseen by this like company that's pretty much given all of it to like these like essentially ai that like know what humans need quote unquote in order to be happy and so essentially you're kind of playing as this like um this like bartender and his boyfriend and they're basically trying to like stop this plot before the company can like unleash this technology onto the world it's so interesting and it asks so many Ooh. interesting questions just of like society and like you know the idea is right like, like the bartender is like oh girl we can't do that like we can't, like we people just need to like live their lives but then it's just like you know the ai asks you a bunch of like interesting like ethical questions where it's like okay you're saying that things shouldn't change but then they ask you about things like oh shit like inequality exists should oppression right. exists, all these different things and you're, and you're like well no but then they're like well technically with this technology mm. they explain it more it like would essentially make those things a reality so like you're contradicting yourself and i was like oh my god anyway <laughs> rest drinks club highly recommend it it's like four hours you can play it in the afternoon it's really good anyway so that's love that <laughs> yeah so to drop that as well yes also I was just going to ask, like, do we assume that, like, why do we assume that if AI are more intelligent than us, that they'll oppress us and try to kill us? Like, uh, is it, you know, like, that's what we do, but we're assuming that that, like, that is the pinnacle of human intelligence is to, like, murder everyone. But maybe the AI are like, yeah, that doesn't make, that's boring. Um, I can see in, like, eight dimensions. I don't, you know, yeah. I, I think a lot of times with the projection is the projection of our own violence. Mm. Um interesting i'm not i'm not saying they wouldn't kill us but i'm just yeah. saying maybe they won't especially you know, like, when you consider... so like a... oh sorry go on luke oh i was just gonna say so like a like a sci-fi book that just like everything turns out well in the end yeah or they leave or they like they're like <laughs> oh they're like you know <laughs> they just do yeah. <laughs> they're a girl yeah <laughs> like in the end of her when they're like we're just gonna go to the next galaxy because why not I, that seems like because you know we're so our decisions and our logic and intellect is based on the fact that we're humans. We live about 80 years. Yeah. It's a little mm-hmm. difficult to leave the planet a little, I mean, you can do it, but, mm-hmm. but if you were an AI robot and you're like, look, man, I'm going to like, you know, just throw me in that Tesla that you threw in space and I'll make my way <laughs> through the universe. I'll see you guys <laughs> later. I don't know if I would spend a lot of time trying to like, and I don't need food and I don't need, you know, like affection. I, I don't know if I'm going to spend a lot of time fighting people. I might just, you know, leave that's so interesting especially when you consider like so much of violence especially like state and systemic violence is based on fear right like Mm -hmm. this idea of like oh we need to like i guess i don't know the logic is like we need to oppress others so that like i don't know they they don't do the same to us in return or that like you know we can like gatekeep certain resources whatever whatever and it's like an ai ostensibly wouldn't necessarily experience that either it'd just be like you know y'all are doing a lot (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of like fear and like insecurity or whatever but like i don't really need that i feel like an ai would just be super bored be like okay what the fuck am i supposed to do on earth like what are we like what like i like i i I try to explain things to y'all y'all don't get it (laughs) i would just be like okay i'm just gonna leave like honestly y'all yeah yeah interesting for something that's like completely different and kind of dumb uh I love I love how Starling gets like in front of this guy who they think killed one of their moms and they have like all of this power at their disposal. They have like drones flying around and like nanobots hacking into CCTV cameras 
and they they just try and hit him with their car like they just like pull their car <laughs> through the parking lot and try and just hit him with the car it's just like such a yeah it's such a gut and like human response that it was right. just very funny to me that they chose to just mm. like try and do a hit and run on this like cybernetically enhanced <laughs> terrorist that's a good point <laughs> that is, i literally didn't even yeah like that, yeah think about <laughs> didn't that, even clock that. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah just like the gesture of it all maybe it's because like starling knew that like they were being watched and they were like okay right. let's like put on the show you know what i mean like let's like make it kind of flashy and like fun um, yeah, yeah. but then again is that too human oh who knows yeah right who knows? <laughs> i i like i have two thoughts the, the first one is i it kind of reminded me of the little mermaid when like um ursula has like a trident and she's like a really huge like sea monster and then eric hits her with a boat and she is defeated and i as a kid was like dot 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 how and <laughs> i mean like, that's like the same reaction i get i'm like dot dot why <laughs> um but then I thought maybe I'm like, is it to, you, to your point of like maybe it's too human? But then I was like, okay, but if you only if the intelligence you learn, if the only intelligence you learn is emotion is emotionally like laden with emotions, then maybe you are only capable of that. Ty- you know what I mean? Like mm. we're now we're like maybe the robots can make their own type of intelligence. How? <laughs> like, right. Maybe that's a, maybe that's also a little like something. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, y'all. So <laughs> neither am I. No, it's all good. I, I like to picture, I forget his name, the guy that gets hit by the car. I like to picture, like, just his side of the story after he gets hit by the car. Just like, <laughs> like, ah, oh, screw that guy. Right. <laughs> like, Starling then, like, canceled. Just, like, <laughs> freaking hate him or her or whatever. And uh, just heads out. I, he just yeah, goes I home. He, <laughs> He's just like, I'm like, out. Why would I'm it, going home. Like, who... Like, I feel like it's like that scene in, like, Austin Powers when he's like, who throws a shoe? Or he's like, right, who right. freaking hits me with a car? <laughs> Whatever, I'm out. Yeah. Like, like, he thought there was this professional courtesy between these two top agents of the right and the left. Yeah. And they were, like, right. having a little tense discussion about what was going on. And, like, mm-hmm. he was trying to hack into their mainframe. And he assumed they were doing something similar. And then he just right. gets hit in the back by a car. And he's like, what the heck? Like, right <laughs> that was an option <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah well and and later on too i just love the like kind of over the top nature of starling's whole interaction with this guy where she, starling is like you know i have like i said i have access to all these drones and stuff i'm gonna get a tank and drive it up to his bedroom window <laughs> And I'm just going to blast the shit out of his room. Like, I'm just going to explode. (laughs) Right. And it's just like so over the top. Uh, I just like, I kind of loved it. But I want to hone in a little bit deeper on on the tank that Starling takes. So Mm -hmm. the tank is described as being, as weighing less than a ton. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is an important detail. So... A tank weighing less than a ton is crazy. Do you guys know what a, a smart car is? Yeah, like a Tesla. Well, okay, so smart car is like one of those little tiny cars that only has two seats, and it's like really small, like the smallest car oh, you can yeah. see on the road. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That car weighs a ton. Mm. Oh, wow. So this tank that Starling has chosen to like drive to this guy's house 
It's got to be tiny. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying it's a mini tank. She's, she's, I'm saying the ta- and so it's a tank, which means it's also got like it's got all the stuff that that smart car has, plus like mm. guns and ammunition. So it's got to be even smaller than like I'm picturing one of those child cars that you like drive around with the electric battery when you were like in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. one of those like oh. little Barbie cars. Those are but great. The oh, first so time I read this, I was like, oh, they're driving like a gigantic tank through the city. And it just gives it a, a much funnier note if you think about this little Barbie car, like with a big gun on the top of it, driving oh, to go God. blast this guy. Uh, yeah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Although my only thought really mm-hmm. is the author is from Singapore and I was talking to my British friend the other day mm-hmm. and they were like, um, look, we have to stand two meters apart for for covid and i was like well that's pretty sm- small and she was like no it's about six feet love and i yeah. was like um my american is showing <laughs> my bad <laughs> jokes on me so maybe interesting it's just like a measurement um you know difference hmm. i mean the the barbie idea is more fun like yeah, think it was barbie, but <laughs> like starling like with a remote control just like right just right like, like riding like, it up to the house <laughs> it's like i'm gonna blast the fuck out of this person <laughs> can you imagine oh uh, oh god there's like literally a Barbie inside of it, like right, right. Like... <laughs> but then you're also you're also assuming uh, like current technology on materials. Ooh, kind like, of. Oh, yeah. Like maybe maybe this guy is still big, but made of like some really light, really light stuff. Yeah, you're saying this thing gets blown away in like a stiff breeze. Come on, Luke. <laughs> it's like a little yeah. Yeah, like a really light car that they put a gigantic gun on, and the gun is like ninety nine percent of the weight. But like, could she? Could I, I'm just saying, Starling could have just like with the drones and the hacking. I mean, she could have poisoned some tea. I'm just saying there there were other avenues. I mean, this right. is very Akira esque, and we all love that. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels very personal. Like Starling has to go and do this themselves. Like it feels yeah. very very personal and like it needs to be a big statement like right yeah send a message yeah, yeah, sending a message exactly exactly i also something that luke and i love to do in in stories like this is just like imagine being uh maybe an intern for the left like maybe you you intern for this presidential <laughs> candidate you're like knocking on doors they right. call you in, they call you into the studio one day to help out with some like maybe you're doing some phone banking and like mm-hmm. that's the day that your like presidential candidate suddenly dies in a terrible explosion and like the ai that they just told you about decides to go all like smart house on you and like completely mm-hmm. like fuck shit up that's got to be terrifying like <laughs> yeah <sighs> yeah oh god like you know there are I mean- some interns that are there that day just like i did not sign up for this Right. right. I just. I mean. Wh- I mean. Their internships are over. Like, girl, you you no longer have a job. Right. Like, it's like this is over. Well, it might be a dystopia. You might. They might be the apocalypse. Right. You actually have bigger concerns. On right. Your hands than this summer internship. 
Am I going to get my last paycheck? Probably not. Right. Um, There's like a sequel from like the intern's perspective. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was the perspective that we're right, moving right. with next. Like, wh- do, like who requested this? Oh my God. Right. Um. <laughs> but you know, the scariest part about that is that that's like actually how we live. Like, right. Like none it of is. us are. Think we are the interns in the story of like other people's politicking that we just have mm-hmm. to live through a lot of the time. Right. Like interesting yeah Yeah, like maybe somewhere out there there is an ai that's being created and like we're not signing off on that yeah we don't know (laughs) we know what's going on people are making very large decisions at any given moment and Mm -hmm. what did i do played breath of the wild today you know (laughs) (laughs) had a great time it was uh, fun you know but (laughs) right but but there's a Barbie mm. tank driving down the street now, and I don't know right, what's going right. on. So. It's like, what decisions are y'all making? Okay, Barbie tanks, <laughs> like, just, like terrorism. Like this is this is too much going on. Oh God, so interesting. Yeah, I just I just like kind of on this topic. I just read, I finished reading Edward Snowden's like memoir, which is like I don't know, kind of relevant for this in terms of a couple things he's like he starts off like really small in this in the government and like kind of realizes it and brings it up to his coworkers and they're like yeah but what are you going to do and then uh wow mm. i don't know i'm kind of getting vibes for that also like the the kind of like mass surveillance that this ai is capable of i feel like we're kind of or at least um. we're capable of probably still are but uh yeah it really creeped me out a little bit to be honest it's yeah. true yeah. There's no the only problem is there's no Edward Snowden in the book. You know what I mean? Like we have Starling. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no in I guess that's what the intern would be. He'd be like, Hey guys, I, I gotta be honest. I think the Starling <laughs> thing, bad idea. <laughs> what does John, go take your break. It's fine. Right. <laughs> It's like, do you have any receipts, John? It's like, well, um, they were destroyed in the blast. Like, you know, right. like it's just like how do you even Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's like unregulated, just like chaos, just like ensuing among everyone. And it's just. Right. Because we're on Starling's side because we're like, you know, we're, we're hearing it from, from their perspective mm-hmm. and they're talking about Avalanche. And, and actually, honestly, what might be like super creepy about this book, because Starling was like, I, I know everything about how humans think. Like, is Starling really that upset about Avalanche or is she? Are they just giving us a story that we would want to hear to like justify their oh, behavior? My dun, dun, dun. And my I love this like kind of unreliable shit. narrator. Oh my fourth god! Wall. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fascinating, actually. So, I like, don't know. yeah, we don't That's know. So interesting. It's easy to assign the protagonist as like the good character, like the one you should right. be rooting for. But like, is that is that the case in in this? Like, All right. Yeah, we don't know. And, I mean, you could also imagine, Luke, <laughs> I love doing this, by the way, on our show, where we just kind of question whether or not the narrator is reliable. If there's an AI that is powerful enough to, like, scan through all this CCTV footage, like, they can for sure Photoshop in somebody wherever they want into that footage. So, like, mm. maybe Starling just wanted to blast this guy for whatever reason. And so... Put him in the footage of this like assassination. Maybe Starling did the assassination. Like we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Oh we don't gosh. know how all this stuff works. Starling is like a rogue AI, and like right. sure, the story they're telling us is that they they love their mother, and that's why they're doing this. But we don't know. I was going to say it was the it would be the most convincing for a human, right? Like 
it would be right. We sat here and didn't question the narrative. Mm. So, oh. I just feel like somewhere in the world, JY Yang is like looking up at the sky and it's just like, mm, they figured it out. They got there. They got there. We got it. We got it. Oh my gosh. Or alternative, alternatively, they're like, oh God, someone's <laughs> messing up the story. Someone's it's getting like, it. Like, really just, Not like, again. Really fucking up my story. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like. So yeah, I guess on that note, of J.Y. Yang either being pleased with our reading or upset at our reading. Uh, <laughs> what did what did y'all think of these stories? Like, did you have a, a preference of one you liked more than the other or or maybe anything that, like, stood out to you? Hmm. I, so the the, the second story, um, the memorations, the one we were just talking about, mm-hmm. I definitely had to read that one twice because the first time I read it, I was like, so I just read a lot of words. Um, <laughs> not sure if I understood the words. So I like went back again and was like, ah, yes, the words make more sense now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a little like, yeah, just like I, I you know, it was just really kind of just like jumped into the context. So I think that mm. was kind of a bit challenging for me. Um, honestly, in it's funny because I feel like this always happens like on our show as well, not like to be like a weird plug of like, oh, like on our show, but like, you know, <laughs> our show, like I feel like I'll read something and like after talking about it with Akko, I'll be like, wow, I have so many more thoughts and like I just really like am considering this in a whole new light. And I feel like that happened honestly with both of these stories. Like I feel like the ethical questions and the philosophical questions that come up just in both of these stories, it's just like they're just so interesting that I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure if I have a favorite one. Um, yeah, they're both just like, I don't know, just really thought-provoking. Um, there's a lot going on. So, mm. yeah, I like them. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I really... <laughs> we read Tiger Flu, like, months ago. Oh, my God. Um, and the same thing happened where me and Marcy were like, what? And then we're like, wait, interesting. <laughs> and I feel like I really like books that make me stretch on what I would... What I what I would normally imagine, and I feel like mm. J Y Yang does like a great job in both of these short stories, of just like forcing you to to change your paradigm, change your perspective, and, and see it from a different angle. Now with the second one, okay, Marcy, you're better than me. I read it halfway through the first time, was like, I don't get it. Went tr- tr- tried to spark note it. That's not an option. <laughs> then, and then, see, this is how we would have been in school. And then I had to listen to it as an audio because as an audio, for some reason, it didn't upset me as much to like try to figure out what was going on. And mm. then I was like, oh, I understand, I understand. But so, you're not alone. I also t- had to take a beat. But, um, but I like them. I think they're both, I think they're both well-written. I don't think... Um, J.Y. Yang like holds your hand it it forces you to sort of work at the text and I, I don't know that's kind of a cool thing to require of us yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely yeah. I for me I had I had them in like kind of two different categories where like the the one with clones I was really interested in the story and like what was happening and invested in the character and then and I liked it a bunch for that and then the the one with the ai i i wasn't like after talking about it like you guys mentioned i i'm much like more more into it but at first i i didn't quite like connect to the story as much but i think just like the way it was written was really cool for me mm. so i kind of have i like them both for two different reasons like one of them had a great story that i was into and one of them just like had really cool writing i think mm. got you 
Yeah, I think I I agree with a lot of what Luke said. And, like, I definitely appreciate a well-written AI story. And maybe that's my, like, computer science part coming out. But, like, there are a lot of stories where the AI is not written in a very, like, interesting or realistic way. And I felt like mm-hmm. this story, it wasn't necessarily trying to be, like, realistic to how like a company would create an ai necessarily but it was realistic in like that we wouldn't necessarily be able to control an ai and that it would probably get created to do something and it just like wouldn't prob it wouldn't do that thing that we created it to do it would do something else um and we wouldn't be able to control what that was um and so i really appreciated like a well-told kind of cautionary tale about ai um and so I, I did appreciate that aspect of the story. Um, and yeah, the cloning story was just like kind of the plot was interesting to, to see what happened next with this like sort of, uh, I mean, like the school narrative has been done a lot where it's these like people going through school and trying to graduate and mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. But I felt like there were a lot of really good questions, like kind of subtly put in that story that was so short. So, yeah, I thought it would, they were both very well written and I definitely would read more. Yeah. Yeah, same. Same. Okay, thank you Marcy and Akko for joining us. This was this was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um reminder to everyone they they host the Colored Pages book club. Uh why don't you guys tell us like where people can find you? Mm. Yeah, so Akko and I have a few different avenues. Um, so, yeah, so, like, we're pretty much wherever you listen um, to podcasts, you know, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, called the Color Pages Book Club. Uh, we also have a website at thesecolorpages.com. We have an email address at thesecolorpages at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram at these colored pages and a Twitter that's weirdly the colored pages, not these colored pages. <laughs> we might change that. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we have an email, a website, and yeah, just wherever you listen to podcasts, we are around. So yeah, there's a few different modalities to, to reach out to us. But yeah, but thank you all so much for having us on. This was super fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest, Marcy, I was expecting a few more hot takes. Yeah, me too, but you know, Y'all are definitely some dumb nerds. But, like, also just kidding, because, like, we love y'all. Like, like, this is everything. (laughs) Like, it's all love, girl. Yeah, we liked it. It was great. It was great. 